Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday, of course, and of course, he is Isaac Bruce. Isaac, what's up, man? Hey, everything good, Doc, man. How's just, how's life going, man? How's life treating you? Man, life is well, man. It's, 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 uh, I'm blessed and highly favored, plentiful <laughs> and wonderful, brother. How about plenty you, man? Plenty of goods, plenty of goods, man. I don't care what the climate say, man. It may look... Look shady on the outside. It may look like the the mountains are leaving and the and the water's being dried up. But here, hey, all is well, man. Hey, I feel the same way, man. Hey, you know, all is also well in L.A. Rams land, man. It's uh, we're gonna preview this game, man. But uh, uh we uh, we feeling pretty good going into this weekend, man. Uh, this way, you wanna you know you wanna feel this week. We all you should always be feeling good after a victory Monday, uh, big win to open up the season like we had uh this past Sunday. So. Uh, just moving on to the next person, man, the next team that's in front of you. Uh, good matchup on the road, our first true road game uh, in Philadelphia. Uh, you know, time will play uh, a significant role in this game, considering that we're coming from three hours behind. And, uh, you know, it's a formidable opponent, man. So we're looking forward to it, and it should be a good one. Indeed. Now, plenty to talk about on today's show. As we said, after taking down Dallas in week one at home, our Rams hit the road as they head out east to face the Philadelphia Eagles. We preview this NFC West versus NFC East matchup. Also, Robert Woods had a great game against the Cowboys in week one. Now he hopes to get another great contract. Hopefully, he won't have to wait too long. As for football, we know the wait is over. Football is back. Now, you not, might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. I, I had... My money on the Rams over the Cowboys in week one. Hey, man, it's a good bet in week two over the Eagles as well. Now, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Now, Isaac. As we talked about, man, we took care of Dallas at the crib. First game of the season, Sunday night football, man. Got our ball on. But we got the Eagles now. What's up, bro? I got a quick question for you, man. Yes, sir. We're talking bet online. Is there a line on bet online on when's the first time or first opportunity that we see one Jalen Hurts? Could it be this weekend? Is, Is there a line to bet that? You know, we got a lot of pressure up front last week on Dak Prescott. We're playing a statue this week. So, I mean, what's this, what's the betting line that we see young Jalen Hurts either this week or in the week following? Hey, man, that's a good question, man. I'm pretty sure you can bet on all types of stuff on Bet Online. So, I don't know if that's a bet online, a prop they got going on. But, hey, man, that's a that's a good uh, a, a, a good 
bet to have because you never know, man. Carson Wentz is not that kind of mobile kind of guy. And, you know, man, uh, uh, standing back there, and uh, he did get pretty much doomed in that first game uh, against the Washington Redskins. And talking about that game, now, as we said, we took care of Dallas, NFC East opponent. So now we get to see an NFC East opponent again. But this time, we're here on the road. Now, the Eagles coming off a of just a crappy-ass 27-17 loss to the Redskins in that season opener. But that was on the road in D.C. Now, the Eagles playing their first home game of the season, and they'll be focused, and I'm pretty sure totally pissed off. Tough game for our Rams. Eagles trying to muster some kind of confidence booster. Uh, probably going to play well at home. But, Isaac, man, this is the kind of game, man, we want to see, and this is the kind of opponent we want to see. We just took care of one of y'all division opponents last week. I'm pretty sure we want to do it again this week as well. Uh, like, you know, like I mentioned earlier, man, it was a good good start. Uh, week number one, uh, facing a very formidable op- opponent who has playoff aspirations. This week is, is no different. Uh, talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, you've got that big that big travel plan that I'm sure, you know, hopefully uh, Coach McVay and, and the powers that be uh, have decided to, to leave, you know, tonight and uh, kind of get acclimated to the time change, uh, travel Friday night and be uh, – you know, kind of quarantine in a hotel or whatever that needs to be, but it's it's a it's a huge matchup. I think uh, you know with uh, what the Eagles bring to the table, uh, the much diversity as far as offensive sets that that the Rams will see, uh, the coaching uh, aspect of it, and uh, Doug Peterson and what he likes to do, uh, the way he likes to put Carson Wentz into positions to be successful. And I'm sure they'll try to establish their running game. Now, you know, they are missing some guys up front uh, from last week. Lane Johnson, I believe he didn't play. Uh, and uh, we got one Jason Peters getting reacclimated to the left to the left tackle spot. So hopefully we can take advantage of that. But this should be another good matchup just to see how developed and how far the Rams have, have gotten to this point. Now, Lane Johnson, man, three-time Pro Bowl right tackle, man. He didn't play in that first game against the Redskins, man, and they, they paid for it. But he's supposed to be back this this week, man, which is good because he's good. But, you know, Ryan Kerrigan, also three-time uh, pro bowler, man, right guard. Don't think he's playing, but Lane Johnson is back, as you said, man. And they're going to need him, man, because uh, what the Redskins did to Carson Wentz, man, uh, in, in that first game, like you said, you talk about uh, p- positioning. And his ass was in a whole different position because he was on his bottom, man, a lot, bro. He fumbled twice, not only that. He got sacked eight times against the Redskins. Now, the Redskins got a nice little defensive line and nice little defense, and they got, uh, you know, they got the rookie Chase Young, but come on, bro. You give up eight sacks against the Redskins, and they don't have an Aaron Donald, dog. So eight sacks, Lane may be coming back, but Lane, you may be good, but you ain't Aaron Donald good, man. So Carson Wentz standing back there, you get dropped eight times against the Redskins. Oh, my man, he better look out this week. Oh, indeed. You know, the NFL being that copycat league, man, and once once a team sees blood in the water in, in some particular uh, position, uh, it's, it's quite obvious that the Philadelphia Eagles uh, offensive line hadn't mat- meshed or haven't had much time on the field and, competitive, and from a competitive standpoint. So it showed week one. I mean, they weren't ever able to protect Carson Wentz at all, had him pretty much running for his life. And uh, that, that Washington team got to know him up close and personal for eight sacks. But, you know, I'm sure um, defensive coordinator here in, in, in Los Angeles, we're going to try to take advantage of those uh, same same issues that, you know, gave him problems last week. 
Uh, I think, you know, with, like we have with the addition of Jalen Ramsey being able to take care of one side of the field, man, that gives us an extra defender to try to put pressure on Carson Wentz and maybe try to get him to throw that football before he's really ready. So um, that, that would be my game plan. Make sure that we pressure this guy and be able to lock the guys down on the outside. Uh, keep that one guy in the boxes. They, 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 they always try to start to run the football, but keep that extra defender in the box so that, you know, we can kind of control and manipulate the offense and make them do what we want them to do. And now we talk about the Rams and their great defense, man, but uh, uh, Eagles got a pretty good defense as well. Now, we got a monster in Aaron Donald. But, I, I mean, they got a monster too, man, because uh, uh, Fletcher Cox is, is – oh, yeah. he's a beast, bro. Oh, yeah. he, he's a problem, you know. So, and we and talk about – and he and he's healthy, man, and he's motivated, and he's one of those dudes that really, really, he just raises a lot of hell, man. As uh, does Aaron Donald. Now he's good. He's not Aaron Donald good, but he's he's pretty uh, uh, he's pretty he's pretty damn good. And now that Eagles team, man. Now the thing about it, defense pretty good. We did a great job of running the ball and mixing things up in that first game against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, golf. 20 or 31, 275 yards, no touchdowns. Did throw a pick, but that pick really wasn't his fault, man. He got smacked upside the head and he had a sack. But I like the fact that we were able to establish the running game. We, we talked about what Malcolm Brown did, 79 yards, 18 carries, two touches. Then he had uh, like three catches for another 31 yards. So we were able to get that running game going, man, and establish that. And that made the play action work, which is something we need to go do going forward. But that Eagles, I mean, uh, that Eagles defense, man, Hey, they held the Redskins to 36 yards on 80 carries, man. That's just two-point yards of carry. So uh, uh, that Eagles defense is pretty stout, but we need to keep and stick with the game plan that we stuck with and just try to execute a whole lot better. Indeed. Uh, just like any other week in the, uh, of these 16 games that we have to play in the regular season, man, we have to put a premium on our run game, man. Uh, it, I mean, not only just with attempts, but uh, yards per carry as well. So, uh, I think Mr. Henderson should be a little bit more healthier than he was this past Sunday. Uh, uh, Mr. Brown, he did a really good job. And then Cam Akers, when he comes in the game, man, just start to really solidify who he is as a football player, first and foremost. And then, you know, once he gets his opportunity as far as carrying the football, man, he has to really show up and show out and prove why he's been that, that high second-round pick that we have. So just coming into this game, Sean McVay, that should be uh, priority number one, run the football, set up the pass with the running game. And uh, just make sure golf is comfortable. His first, like we said, the first true road game of the season. So just make sure he's comfortable in his own skin. If we have to get him outside the pocket, let's go ahead and do that earlier. Build up some 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 confidence from that standpoint. But uh, like we always talk about, man, it's the running games that travel, and a great defense always travels. So it'll be no different. Hopefully, we get that going and get it going early. And the thing about it, man, you say about you know our first true road game. It's true, man. The only thing it is is just traveling. Because no fans mean – I don't know if, if Philadelphia allowing any fans. I, I've seen a couple of NFL games, like when Cleveland and Cincinnati played, man, uh, last night. They, you know, they, they let some fans in there. But anyway, it won't be full. So, it's not – you know, it's a true road game because you're on the road, but it won't be the same kind of atmosphere. But what I, what I want us to do is what I really just talked about, man, because – how we did, man, a lot of misdirection, a lot of play action, man, Keeping, making the defense go one way while you bootleg, golf out this other way, man, do a lot of dump passes and uh, uh, being safe with the ball and golf. Didn't force anything in that first game, so that's a good thing, man. And he also tried to spread the ball around. You know, Robert Woods started off well again, man, six catches, 105 yards, 
Tyler Higby had three catches. Cooper Cup, you know, he does what he does. Uh, four catches. And Van just had the one catch. Hopefully we get to see him get more involved in week two as he kind of get acclimated to the NFL game. But just golf and the plays that McVay was calling, man, getting the ball out of his hand quick, getting up to the line of scrimmage quickly, kind of playing that hurry-up type of offense, that worked for us well, man. And when you have a defense like Philadelphia, sort of like Dallas, because Dallas has a good defense as well, man, we were effective doing that, and we definitely need to be effective doing that this week as well. Indeed, man. You know, we're, we're going against one of the better defensive linemen in the league, Fletcher Clocks, man. So, you know, that's a, that's a huge challenge for what we do up front from the offensive line standpoint. And I'm sure these guys are watching a lot of film on him. But at the same time, you know, we have to make sure that we we go in and keep our identity and do what we do and what makes us the team that we are. So it's not about changing up anything. I expect uh, big games for my playmakers once again this week. And I, I think this week could be a great week for uh, Cooper Cup. I think he he has the ability to explode at any time. Uh, he was kind of quiet last week, but this week I think, you know, with games like this, he plays really big on the roll like this. We've seen that in uh, other games last year and just from the time he's been with the Rams. So just really shining that light on the offensive line, what we're able to do up there, and Cooper Cup starting to wake up this uh, this second week of the season. And we have to have to understand, man, you're right, man, Cooper Cup, uh, we know what he can do. We know what he can do, man, coming up his first 1,000-yard season last season and Robert Woods continuing to do what he's done the last two seasons, man, back-to-back. We're going to talk about him a little later as well. But especially on defense, we got to be cognizant of the fact, man, because Wentz sacked eight times, man. He was standing back there, got got, got troubled a lot. But, you know, what he likes to do, man, is is hit his tight ends, and he got a couple of good ones, man, uh, uh, and Goddard and uh, Ertz. So we have to be cognizant of that. And our defense, man, we talked about Jordan Fuller, man, how well he played in week one, man, led the team in tackles with eight tackles, and Michael Kaiser, uh, seven tackles. And as far as the defensive performance against the Cowboys, man, it was enough to get it done. We talked about Aaron Donald as well, what he did, man. He just uh, four tackles and one sack. But what dude was doing, man, and we didn't talk about this because we didn't see this Monday, but, bro, what he did to Ezekiel Elliott, man, oh, my gosh, man, just absolutely destroyed that dude. So. Uh, but as well as the defense played, they didn't play as well as they should have played because uh, they missed 15 tackles, man. We we can't have that. We can't have that this week, bro. Well, you're talking about once again, man. That 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 beast called the preseason raises his head, and you're, you're talking about issues, technical issues, where you don't get to tackle that that much in practice. So um, you're, you're you're basically practicing tackling your tackling drills versus dummies so when you miss those moments they're going to show up hopefully that number will be diminished tremendously i mean we don't miss that many tackles but you know you mentioned uh the the safety made a huge play last week fuller uh this is another opportunity this guy i mean he has he has the ability to cover uh he has the two tight ends that we have to shut down i think the eagles pose a huge threat with Ertz in that crew so he'll have a chance to to really try to cover these guys and make sure he can stay with these guys and keep them under wraps. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, anytime you you play a guy like Carson Wentz, he wants to take deep shots because he's holding the football. You know, that may, they may contribute to some of the times he was sacked. So they want to take shots down the field. So I, I think that bodes well for us as far as penetration and getting up front and, and uh, causing, causing some havoc. And, uh, you know, it'll be, a, it'll be a great matchup. Looking forward to it. And uh, let's, let's get it on. 
We have to get it on, man. And the Eagles looking to get their run game on, too. It's got, they're getting another weapon back. Because we talked about Lane Johnson, man, the three, three-time three Pro Bowler who missed the first game, but he's coming back. So that's going to uh, uh, bode well for them. But they're also getting their running back back, Miles Sanders. He didn't play in that first game either against the uh, against the Redskins. I think he was dealing with a little hamstring injury. But, uh, you know, he accounted for 1,300 yards last year, man, So uh, his rookie year. So uh, getting them back. Should be huge, man. And we have to also understand that Eagles offense, man, they were Super Bowl champions some years ago. So uh, they still have a lot of those dudes uh, on that squad, man, and and, and making some noise and doing some great things. And we have to come prepared to play. As you and I talked about, we say road game, man, but you won't have all the fans there. So they should be able to focus and do that thing. But are you worried about the fact that because I know a lot of people talking about my man who used to play for the, the Rams, man, Roby. Now he plays for the Eagles, talking about he's going to give them all them play, all the plays and let them know what Sean McVay does. And my whole point is, man, who gives a damn? First of all, that's what he's supposed to do. Second of all, I don't give a damn what he say or what he do. He can tell you everything. He can tell you every play, but you still got to go out there and stop us from doing it, man. Oh, execution is the big part of anything that we do, offensively, defensively, from a special team standpoint. So uh, if, if he can help his team in any kind of way, he should give up the info because I knew I would. I mean, I've, I've been in that position before, uh, unfortunately, playing for the San Francisco 49ers. And when we played the Rams, um, and, you know, I give the cornerback some tidbits, what this guy likes to do and how he likes you to turn do. States, and you watch turn out. states evidence? States evidence. I was, a, I was that, uh, that, that hired mercenary at the time, but I was also giving insight. Yeah. So, but he should help his team. He should want to help his team because it's in, in, in the end, it's always about winning, Doc. So, um, but at the same time, you have to execute. And sometimes it may put you in a position to make a play, but, you know, say you're going against Aaron Donald on that one play. I mean, your chances of success, it, it diminishes. So uh, help your team out. But at the same time, we have to go out and execute our game plan to win this football game. And we have to, man. And the Eagles, I'm pretty sure they want to play another, you know, at least a complete game because they was actually up 17 to nothing on the Redskins in the second quarter, man. And they just absolutely fell apart. So uh, we know what they're going to try to do, man. It's just, I think it's just an, a, another good test, another tough test, man. It's a tough way to start the season, though. You play Dallas one week, then the next week you turn around. You got to handle and deal with Philadelphia on the road. And as we say, we know they got some good players, man. They got, they getting some good players back. Uh, didn't have a very good week one, but the fact that they're at home, playing at home for the first time, coming off a loss. Uh, now, people say they're going to be pissed off with, and, and more focused. But my whole thing is you're a professional, man. You should be focused anyway. But I'm pretty sure they're coming into this game, looking at a Ram squad, uh, seeing what weakness that we do have that they can take advantage of. And one thing I can say that they're probably looking at is that we got to tackle better, man. We just mentioned it briefly, man. 15 tackles, missed tackles. That's way too many. Now, but we do have a defense that has the potential to do some great things. Uh, as you said, and what we talked about, we talked about him a thousand times. You really can't talk about him too much, but Aaron Donald, man, just, I, I just want to go back cause to go back and watch the film study and watch some of the game highlights of what this dude was doing, bro. It's, I mean, I don't know how many times I can say it, but but dude is really unreal, man, because looking at, like we said, what he did to Ezekiel Elliott, man, Ezekiel Elliott is a thick dude. He literally drove this dude back, man, picked him up with one hand and just slammed him, bro. I mean, it's, it's, it might be hard to, it's kind of hard to impress, like you're a pro football Hall of Famer, so it might be hard to impress you, but even that impressed you, bro. 
Oh, absolutely. I was I was very impressed. I'm and let's make no mistakes about it, Doc. I mean, right now in Philadelphia, uh, Aaron Donald is the topic of conversation in three meeting rooms right now. You have the quarterbacks, the offensive defense, offensive line, obviously, but but the running backs as well. I mean, they, those guys are watching that same film that we saw and uh, just seeing his dominance, his ability to fight and uh, beat a double team and uh, use that one that off arm and, and still have the strength, you know, to pick up a 235 pound running back and, and, and plant him in the turf. So, I mean, he's just causing havoc. I mean, we can't talk about him enough because. You know, he's the topic of conversation right now in Philadelphia. So um, he, he's coming. I mean, he's going to be coming all all four quarters. And Carson Wentz has to, you know, have his lunch pail ready because, I mean, Aaron, Aaron Donald is is everything that we imagine him to be and some. And Rams, I'll tell you right now, man, you might want to put an extra safety in the game, man. Somebody like Taylor Rapp probably get a little bit more, a little bit more shine and a little bit more run, man, because – Carson Wentz going, he going to them tight ends, bro. He's going to them tight ends. He loved to go to those tight ends, man. Dallas Goddard in that first game, got nine targets, eight catches, 101 yards, one touchdown. You know, like we talked about, between him and Zach Ertz, those two tight ends, Carson Wentz likes to hit those dudes. So we definitely have to pay attention to that. But as far as you're looking, Isaac, what do we need to do in order to win this game and start this season off 2-0 and and take down Philadelphia, man? Well, obviously, like we've been talking about, Doc, just just run the football. Just be committed to running that ball. Give the ball to the uh, to our, to our backs, Brown, Acres, and and Henderson, and let the guys up front start with the push. We we highlighted just how the the Rams' offensive line was playing on the on on the Cowboys' defensive line pretty much the whole game, and we were moving people out of the way. Doc, that bodes well, man. So whenever you can get a running back started, that's very very good for our offense. And it bodes well for defense. It gives defense a little bit more rest. It gives your special teams an opportunity to uh, dictate and manipulate field field position. So just going in, running the football, and and do what we do better this week. What we didn't do last week, which is tackling. You mentioned that a couple of times. So I'm sure our defensive guys, our defensive coaches, saw that on tape, and uh, just make sure that we play, play and tackle better than we did last year, last week, and we should come out with a, a W uh, out of Philadelphia. Another thing I want to see, man, as you said, we have to be committed to the run. I've said it before. I said a thousand times last year when we ran the ball at least 30 times, we were seven and no game one. We ran it, I think, 40 times. It was a W. It's no coincidence, man. That's really the formula, the blueprint that can help us be successful because running the ball and establishing the run or even having that threat of running the football is what makes Jerry Goff even better and makes him excel better and play better. And we have to continue with that, like I said, misdirection, man, play action, throw some screens out there, man. Uh, Keep that Philadelphia defense off balance uh, as we go into this this ball game. And, and, And I heard some people talk about 2016 draft. Goff went number one. Goff went number two. So what, man? That's cool, man. You know, Philadelphia's won the Super Bowl. Winston, he didn't he didn't win it. He played well, but golf has gotten us to the Super Bowl, so that's something to watch. But also something else to watch. Robert Woods, we talked about it, man. Coming off back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. Great start to this season, 100-yard-plus receiving uh, game, six catches against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Jalen Ramsey got his money. Uh, Cooper Cup got his extension. Now Sean McVay saying he wants to extend Robert Woods as well, and Isaac, why not? You better, man, because that's a guy. And what I like about him, you tell me now because he's a receiver. I like Robert Woods, man. He's smart, but 
tough, but fearless, bro, because he's not afraid to go across the middle. He goes across the middle and snatches those things, man. Oh, absolutely. You're talking about a 5-2 wide receiver, man. He's a guy uh, that can take the top off the defense. He runs precise routes. He's, he has the ability to get open versus zone. Uh, he can run your reverses. He can run your your uh, your, your Z sweeps, your 80 sweeps. And, uh, you know, he's been really successful doing that thing. I think he he brings an edge not only to the wide receiver room, but also to the entire offense, man, because, you know, he gets busy. He gets the football. He's a hard guy to tackle, hard guy to bring down. And uh, I think his his uh, his leadership has really, really been good for for the development of guys like Cooper Cup. And now we have Van, Van Johnson in, the, in that room as well. So uh, it, it's time. He's, he's earned it. The last two years, over a thousand yards receiving. Uh, uh, Robert Woods is definitely one of those guys, man. And, and you got to remember, he's doing all this in his hometown. So he played at USC and uh, he, that adds an extra uh, little something to it, man, an extra opportunity for distraction which he is obviously playing above right now so i mean man get your money it's time to get him paid now it's talking about getting paid you think he's of course he's looking at what they gave cooper cup and like okay i'm gonna see what y'all gonna come in and, and get me you know what i'm saying you, gotta, damn, you don't want to disrespect the dude but you want to be you want to be fair and i don't even know how much money the rams got left to spend man they they I, I think they was close to the salary cap anyway, but uh, you think Robert Woods looking at, okay, what y'all gave Cooper, I'm going to see what y'all going to come at me with. Absolutely. You're not only looking in your own room, but you, you're scanning the entire NFL as far as wide receivers are concerned. I mean, uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins down in Arizona, he just signed a huge deal, two-year, $54 million extension. So um, hopefully, you know, uh, Robert Woods being in control of his, his destiny, his future, I mean, you know what you're worth. Uh, you know what the market also says. So when you go in, go in asking big, expecting big. And, uh, you know, my, my thought press process has always been uh, uh, do what I need to do, but trust God to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ask or think. So go in, ask big, and receive big. Exactly. Now, Isaac, Pro Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony, man, of course, postponed. You're supposed to be in, you know, do it this year, but yours is postponed until next year. So all praises to the most high. We're looking forward to that. And I, I was watching the guy. Since, man, that, I was looking at, yeah, Dave Baker is a big dude, man. I was looking that Cincinnati Cleveland. I, that's a big old dude. But anyway, Isaac, when you get inducted next year, it's a good chance, man. You, 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 the 2021 class may have some Rams. So seven Rams among the 130 nominees, nominees for next year's Hall of Fame class. Steven Jackson, one of your, you know, Big Jack, one of your teammates. Tory Holt. Got to get T Holt in there, man, because Isaac Bruce T Holt, man. Boys were cold, man. Cold together. London Fletcher, the London man, Lil' Fletch, he was tough. Leroy Glover, okay, he's he's a former Ram, but he he did most of his work with another team. But anyway, he he played with the Rams. Henry Ellert, Ellert, I I know that's your guy. Sean Landau, that seemed like he kicked forever, and I, I forgot Wes Welker even used to play for the Rams, but anyway, he's he's in there, but it's like, bro, I mean, I'm I'm gonna, you know. You you play, yeah, but you count, but you really don't count. But anyway, Isaac, man, how you feel about that, man? Seeing these names of your brethren that could be possibly getting in the Hall of Fame. So when you're getting inducted, they do you all. Then it's a good chance, man. You you'll see, you know, some of your guys getting inducted with the in the next class on the same weekend. Oh, it's awesome, Doc. I mean, just seeing these names and, uh, you know, I think ninety ninety three percent of those guys that you mentioned were my former teammates, actually. So. 
just having those guys, they have phenomenal football careers, man. Uh, from Steven Jackson to Torrey Hope. Uh, you know, I always bring up this one stat about Torrey Hope having five consecutive 1,300-yard receiving years, man. It's something that's unprecedented that, that hadn't been done up until that time. So um, I can expect him to go in real soon. Uh, you know, some of, some of the guys, uh, as far as uh, defensively, London Fletcher, man, we talk about London uh, was just the general for the, for the uh, defense of the St. Louis Rams for a very long time before he, before he went off to Buffalo. But, I mean, a, a fierce competitor. Numbers are very, very similar to a lot of guys that have already been inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So that wouldn't be a shock to me. So, um, you know, but, but it's always great just to see former teammates, teammates, colleagues that you played with and against have this honor. And that's what it is. It's a true honor, uh, a testament to the work that these guys put on the field and off the field preparing. And another thing, brother, I don't give a damn how many times you throw the ball, man, and what kind of quarterback you got. Bro, if you have five seasons with 1,300-plus yards receiving, dude, that's unheard of, man. And also, when you got a Hall of Fame receiver on the other side of you and you still putting up those kind of numbers, man, uh, aside from all that, I think you said it a little bit, what, what, what did you like most about Torrey Holt in this game, man? Well, he came in. He came in as a seasoned guy. I mean, he didn't. You, you could you could barely tell that he was a rookie, um, even from the standpoint of packing his travel bag. I mean, just being able to really uh, lace up his clothes real nice and neat and fit everything in there. Man, I was impressed by that. Uh, I, was, I was impressed by his his uh, his knowledge of the game, his his jargon, his vocabulary. So all of those things. And then when he got on the field, man, he just worked so hard. He started soaking up all all the knowledge that he could from guys like myself. Uh, Ricky Pro from Oz, uh, Coach Martz at the time, and uh, he was very humble. I mean, one one of the biggest things that 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 people don't really recognize that that what that group, the Greatest Show on Turf, had that sense of selflessness. Man, we were all in for each other. We celebrated each other. We applauded each other. Uh, we were the best decoys for each other when it when it was time to be. So um, it was never a point where you know I felt like this guy was getting too much. He felt like I was getting too much. We were all genuinely excited from each other's success, as you can see from the highlights that they show on, you know, on all the social media accounts at times. Just how happy other guys were that other guys made make big plays and had success. And that's another thing, man. You all do you do seem to genuinely like one another, man. And that's that is kind of hard to come by, man. Not, not the fact, oh yeah, because you have some cats that be hate, man. But for all of you guys, man, to be number one dudes, man. You could demand the ball. I want I want 15, 17 targets a game and could have put in work, which you still put in work. T. Hope could have said the same thing. Marshall Falk could have said the same thing because all of you all deserve those touches. And just to see how you all meshed, man. And and I, I don't I don't care what anybody say, bro. When two receivers, man, because usually receivers have kind of selfish attitudes, but you didn't have one. You know what I'm saying? You you was different. But people would look, man. They would look on the screen because me, you, me, and you being close. I just really didn't know Tory Holt. I still don't know it, but I was on the outside looking in. I was like, you know, Tory. Tory seems to be kind of loud and boisterous, and Ike doesn't say too much. But that was just on the field. Seems like you all personalities were different. But getting to know you now and hear you talk about Tory, not just here on this show. Uh, one of your uh, best of friends, man. He was always happy for you, and you was always happy for him. Oh, it's important to have, man. I mean, you know, uh, the great wide receivers, the great running backs, uh, the great players in this league, we all have that sense of selfishness. We all want to be the reason 
But I think, you know, for uh, for, for the for the, the group, we all had the ability to just set ourselves and take ourselves out of the center and put someone else in the center. And that always bode well for me personally on a personal level and, and as well as playing football. And it, But here's the thing, you know, having 15, 18, 19 targets a game, you know, I played that way for a very long time where I was just the center focus of the offense. When Marshall was in, in, in Indy, he was the center focus of the offense. And between all of us, I mean, when Torrey was NC, at, at NC State, you know, the offense ran through him. So, you know, before we all got together, we had a total of no championship. So uh, that, that, that proves something. So when we were able to come together, all still be number ones, but at the same time set the ego aside, it, 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 it finished up with having Drury on our fingers. It finished up with uh, winning uh, division crowns, conference crowns, and, and ultimately a Super Bowl. Damn, y'all dudes were fun to watch, man. I just like watching those highlights right now, man, just looking at it again because y'all dudes were cold, man. And I still be thinking back to Marshall Falk, man. We were in college together in San Diego State. I used to watch sports and I'm like, man, who is this dude, man? Dude cutting up, man. So it's just exciting, man, that it's the fact that uh, some more Rams could get in the Hall of Fame next, next year, man, during your induction ceremony, induction weekend, man. So I'm just happy that they even nominated. And real quickly, what you like about Big Jack, too, because I seen Big Jack put something on Twitter uh, somebody they showed an old highlight tape and he was he did a jump cut. Big dude was good for that. Big dude was physical. He was fast. He run you over, but he did have that jump cut. And I I seen him tweet something like, "Yeah, I had to go to my tool back." Now, Big Jack, I understand, man. You a running back, bro. That's something that came automatic to you. As running backs, you don't sit and say, "I'm finna jump cut right now." That just came automatic to you because he had that instinct. What'd you like about Big Steven Jackson, man? And, and, and listen, I use that term big because that's what he is. I mean, when I first met him uh, coming out of uh, Oregon State, he's a big running back, man. I mean, he's he's right up there with Eddie George as far as physical stature is concerned. But um, very underrated pass catcher, man. He had really good hands, very underrated in his athleticism. And the thing about, about Jack is that I can relate with him because he didn't play on really many good teams, man. I mean, when he first came in, we were probably at the end of the greatest show on turf. We made a playoff appearance with him. But, you know, as we, as we started to leave or retire and do what we did, uh, he was just there pretty much by himself for, for a while. And he struggled, you know, just trying to uh, just be the focal point of the offense. Although he was productive, he took a, big, he took a beating, man. And, uh, you know, a great running back. Uh, a guy with vision, jump cut, whatever you ask him to do, he can run in between the tackles, get outside, and he could he could hit the home run as well. So uh, he's a guy who accumulated uh, so many yards running for the Rams. And you got to remember, he's the all-time leading rusher for the for the Rams organization. So just a great talent. When we drafted him, man, I was excited and very 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 well pleased uh, to be his teammate. And I, I'm sorry, I, I would be disrespectful. I didn't mention Henry Ellett as well, man. I, Henry Ellett, legend. He, he He's a nominee as well, man. I, I I ain't saying nothing, man. Tell me how you feel about Mr. Ellett, bro. Oh, uh, you, you're talking about uh, who I call Mr. Ram himself. You know, when the Rams uh, decided to to uh, retire the number 80, um, you know, I called him and just let him know that, you know, when they're retiring this number, it's not just for me, uh, but it's also for you. You can take the eight, I'll take the zero, or ver- vice versa, but... <laughs> You're talking about a true route connoisseur, man. I mean, this guy was uh, special as far as his ability to get open. You know, he had, he had great stories about, uh, you know, you know his first three seasons with the Rams. You know, we had Eric Dickerson, and Eric, they was run Eric left, run Eric right, and, and, and they weren't throwing the ball that much, that, that much. So, you know, Henry started, went 
to be a punt returner. And he was a, he made the Pro Bowl as a punt returner. So he, he, he actually qualified for the Olympics in the triple jump. So that's how special this guy was and, and how he is. And even if I were to run into him today, I wouldn't be surprised to hear that he's probably uh, competing uh, at a master's level level running track right now because he was just that athletic. He was very competitive. And you got to remember, when he retired, he retired as the number three all-time reception leader in the NFL and, I believe, the fourth in yardage. So he didn't start catching passes until his third year when er when Ernie Zampezi took over as being the offensive coordinator for the, for the, for the Rams and finished with over 13,000 career yards with only 800 catches. So he never reached that 1,000-mark catch, but his yards per catch is what always made me know that this guy was very special and a, a great wide receiver without doubt. Indeed, man. Salute to all those Rams, man. Good luck to you all, man. Hopefully you all get in, at least one or two of you all. Uh, you all are deserving, except for the ones that I mentioned that, you know, you play for the Rams, but, you know, you you know, whatever, man. It's whatever. But anyway, it's going to do it for this edition of Rams. It's Isaac, anything else, man, before we get up out of here? Jake Elliott, we coming to see you. <laughs> coming to see you, Jake. Hey, hey, don't, hey, make, hey, don't make no noise this weekend, Jake. Hey, Keep hold on. Real quiet. Hold on. Not only Jake, we got another Memphis Tiger, man. And for everybody know, Jake Elliott is uh, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles Eagles kicker, man. He's a Memphis Tiger like me and Isaac. But they got Jannard Avery as well. He plays with the Eagles. So, Jannard, you better shut your mouth, man. We're coming to see you too, man. Bust you right in your mouth, brother. You and the rest of those Eagles, man. Have a Coke and a smile and a cheese steak and remain on the sideline, Jake. And shut your mouth. <laughs> exactly, Jake. But anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of Ramblings with Pro Football. Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc. He is Isaac. Until next week, we out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.